Welcome to Data Center Hawk Podcast 26. Today we're talking about Q1 2020. We're getting ready to release our Q1 2020 Insight Results. David, how are you doing this morning? Doing great. Excited to talk about the first quarter. I knew, know you and the team have been at hard at work getting ready for this. So today we're going to talk about uh, results for Q1 2020. All right, Dave, welcome. Today is April 15th, tax day, although I think that date has been pushed back a little bit for COVID reasons, I think to July. Uh, how have you been doing the last couple of weeks since we talked? Been great. Yeah, I mean, we're, you know, we've transitioned well to working from home as, you know, we, as everybody can see here. So uh, we're doing great. We got plenty, plenty to do. I mean, I think that's the exciting thing about the data center industry is, in the midst of you know everything that's been going on, um, certainly sensitive to other industries that are challenged and struggling, but we you know there's a lot of activity, uh, a lot of things taking place. What's happened has impacted uh, you know the data center industry significantly and in, in a lot of good ways, and we're going to talk about some of those today. Let me ask you this before we get started: What are you most looking forward to doing once the shelter in place is lifted? Yeah, you know, I the good thing about this, probably for most people, I think, is it makes you appreciate a lot of things you take for granted, right? So uh, I think we would, in the league at home, probably be most excited about just go, being able to go out to eat, you know? And I know that seems pretty simple, and but it certainly is something that, uh, you know, uh, is a fun thing to do and, and, and something that we we miss doing just being able to get out and go grab a bite to eat somewhere. So what about you? You know, that was the first thing I thought of as well. And in here in Dallas, we've got a relatively short uh, patio season. Yeah. So there's, you know, it goes from being cold (laughs) like it is today to scalding hot in just a matter of weeks typically. So, you know, it's kind of unfortunate that we're losing the best part of the, the year that to go, like you said, go eat outside be outside, find a patio of some sort, just enjoy the yes. the pretty weather. And that can be, you know, even outside our own house, but also yes. you know, different restaurants around. Now I will so. say, I will say I've spent a lot of time, we spent a lot of time outside, which has been awesome. And that's something I've really enjoyed is, is, you know, we probably walked more, you know, as a family or my wife and I, you know, than we ever have, which has been really fun. And, uh, you know, and as you mentioned this for, for Dallas, if you're from where we are, you know, this is the time to do it because in about, you know, 30 days, it will be uh, on the, on the warmer side uh, and, and not, you know, not make sense to do that unless you want to like yeah. work out and do like a little sweat sesh, Mike, which I know mm-hmm. you love. So. Man, it is the outdoor uh, exercise climate has been beautiful in the forties and fifties. It's great running temperature. So uh, That's right. yeah, hopefully we get to get out and about before it's way too hot. That's right. Come All on. Right, so, so today we want to talk about, again, just for folks who aren't aware of it, our insight is our quarterly release of information on the data center markets uh, in North America and Europe. And so again, that's something you're very closely uh, working on with the research team, David. Uh, so we talk about, again, the capacity of a given market, the size of a market, how that market has been growing in the last quarter and really historically as well. Um, talk a lot about you know the supply and demand in a given market what is the pricing doing uh, and really spend again a lot of time researching what is going on in the market and, and helping people data center professionals understand uh, get their arms around 
a market. So uh, again, just to talk quickly, briefly, what the research team does. You know, David, there's been some unique challenges in gathering yeah. that information this quarter. So we'd love to hear from you about you know how that's impacted the team. What has the process been like this quarter um, to gather that information and get it to the point where we're ready to publish it? Yeah, it's a great question. We spend a lot of time, uh, in fact, most of our time, just tracking where the market is growing and why it's why it's growing in the ways that it is. And <clears throat> obviously, the people that subscribe to our data, you know, that's that's what they're interested in trying to understand because that directly impacts their business. As everyone knows, we're in a time period today that we've never been in before, uh, not just here in Texas or the United States, but all across the world. And so everybody is, I think. Uh, understanding of the flexibility needed to continue to operate your business in the most appropriate way. So we just, uh, you know, heads down, uh, we've had to modify a few things, but we've been able to really, uh, I wouldn't say business as usual, because I don't think anyone can maybe claim that today. It's maybe business as unusual, but, uh, you know, we try to keep our heads down and focused. And so we've been able to really get our uh, information gathered, analyzed and out. Um, you know, similar to how we've done in the past. We talked to a lot of people. Uh, we've done a lot of work pre-COVID-19, uh, which really obviously hit the U.S. Um, significantly from a work-from-home from home perspective in like the early March to mid-March range. So um, from my perspective, you know, I've been really excited about what we've been able to do and how we've been able to be flexible. And, um, and so, you know, excited to share what we've, what we've found and, and um, you know, how the market's grown. Sounds like you've been hard at work, David. I'd love to hear from you, you know, about some of the overall kind of high-level macro trends you've seen, uh, both in North America and Europe, before we talk about a couple of specific markets. Yeah, you bet. Uh, you know, I you made the point that there were several months before, you know, in this time period that were, I would say, unaffected by, you know, the, the pandemic challenges. And, you know, I think because of that, the the first quarter from a from both the U.S. and European side and and you know international side as well is pretty strong from um, you know both the supply delivery side of things as well as the demand um, and you know I think that's encouraging uh, especially because of the the new world that we find ourselves in today. Uh, if you look at the larger macro trends, you know we saw some really good signs in the first quarter. One is when you look at the top six markets in the U.S. Uh, from a size perspective. Northern Virginia, Atlanta, Chicago, Dallas, Phoenix, and Northern California. Uh, we saw that grow by 3%, basically the commission power that was delivered during that quarter. So, uh, you know, that's a good sign. You know, typically when supply gets delivered, it gets leased, uh, which, you know, for our market, especially in the U.S. and, and Canada, uh, is, you know, consistent with other quarters in the past. Um, you know, the other thing I would say specifically to that uh, supply that was delivered there's a good portion of it that was pre-leased. And that's one of the key, from my perspective, uh, indicators of especially larger uh, cloud service providers that know they're going to need infrastructure quickly. Uh, you know, that's a good sign. So from that perspective, uh, we were encouraged. We also saw the planned power metric uh, increase to, you know, basically grew by 6%. And the planned power metric for us, we use to track you know, future projects. Now, this is not, it's very clear, just to be clear, this is not, um, you know, facilities that are like now under construction or, you know, that, that they're starting to do work on. These are just uh, data center operators positioning themselves to handle future growth. And they typically have a really good look at the pipeline for enterprise users, large cloud service providers, smaller companies, 
And so we look at that as a really good key indicator of what future uh, demand and growth of the market will look like. Um, Europe continues to be strong as a whole. Uh, you know, there's some obviously some development challenges over there in markets that are really tight from a, a supply perspective. So, you know, overall, it was a really strong first quarter. Um, we're encouraged with where the market is. And we we actually think moving forward that the COVID-19 challenges, and we've talked about this, Mike, on some of the other podcasts that we've done, will actually create some pretty large opportunities for the data center industry moving forward. Okay, so let's talk about some specific markets, starting with Northern Virginia, as most people know, largest data center market in the world. You know, one of the things we talked about at the turn of the year was, you know, we thought there would be an increase in demand around the middle of this year. Uh, that's obviously accelerated a little bit based on our earlier expectations. Uh, we talked about international uh, customers being showing a lot more interest and in, in doing more leasing in that market. And we talked about there being some aggressive pricing for those larger deals. So how are those things that we, you know, we're kind of thinking that we're going to be coming to bear on that market three months ago and how does those come to come to fruition over the last three months? Yeah, all, all have happened, you know, to, your comment on the very first one maybe happened quicker than we thought. I think when we, when we started the year, we thought that Northern Virginia and just markets as a whole would either be as strong or stronger than they were in 2019. Uh, so, you know, certainly encouraged by those three stats that you mentioned. Oh, you know, another thing I would say about Northern Virginia is at the end of 2019, we saw a number of construction deliveries hit the market and not get leased. And, and on the bigger scale, you know, in Northern Virginia, that is where the largest construction projects from a data center perspective are. And so most of the projects that have been delivered over the last two to three years, larger in nature, have had a significant amount of pre-leasing. We didn't see that a lot at the, I would say, 3Q and 4Q 2019. But we definitely saw some of those uh, sites that had been delivered uh, get leased in the first quarter. And that pre-leasing metric um, returned to similar levels that it was in other quarters. So just a very strong quarter in Northern Virginia. A lot of people look at that market as one to watch uh, and, and a good indicator of how the rest of the industry is doing. And so from that perspective, a very strong start to um, you know 1Q 2020 for Northern Virginia. And I think it'll, you know, continue throughout the year based on some of the, the opportunities that are out there. Yeah, it's certainly a market that everyone's got their eye on and a, a bit of a, a bellwether for the rest of the industry. So uh, yes. let's talk about Phoenix, one of the markets we've also been keeping on. You know, it's been an alternative market for a lot of customers for, from uh, Northern California or, or Los Angeles. And, you know, what I think we were thinking, you know, three to six months ago is that some of these operators were a little bit tentative in their development plans, really waiting for some demand to come to bear on the market. So how did that play out on Q1? Yeah, Phoenix has been a market that a number of cloud service providers have deemed as the future home for projects moving forward. And so I think what that did, I would say in 2019, is attract a lot of companies, data center operators that potentially could deliver supply when it made the most sense. Um, you know, one of the things you have to be careful with in our industry as you track the market, how big it is, and how much it can grow is making sure you understand that when somebody says that they're, they're in a market or they have a site planned or whatever it is, that that does not mean necessarily they're moving forward with that development today. So um, we, we have seen, that's what happened in 2019. We saw a number of providers there. Not all of them started to 
build capacity, but we, we saw an increase in demand for a couple things. As I mentioned, the cloud service provider um, sector is going to continue to grow there. So I think there, some of the growth was related to that. Uh, we saw a sale lease back happen um, that's, that's out in the news. And, um, and, and so that added to the capacity and, and that added to some of the absorption that took place. Absorption. By the way, if you're watching this and you don't know what that word means, that just is our way to measure how much demand is in the market. Um, so just a little news flash there. Rhett, you can put it along the screen, like right here, absorption. Bing. Um, just kidding. So, you know, Phoenix is a market that we have seen uh, grow in the eyes of data center developers over the last several years. And so if you get on our website, you can actually see how the planned power metric has increased, uh, which is representative of future projects that uh, would, would go in that market. So, uh, you know, we bullish on the Phoenix, Phoenix market. It, it ebbs and flows from a demand standpoint. Some markets, some quarters will have a period of time where there will be 20 megawatts of absorption and some three. So it just really depends on, uh, you know, how the demand is, is viewing that market at the time and what requirements are there. But certainly a, a strong start for Phoenix uh, in the first part of the year. Yeah, that's interesting. Phoenix has, has been, like you said, a very up and down market. If you look at the past four to five years or three to four years of historical absorption market, it's been a little bit all over the place. So good to keep an eye on that one. Uh, next, let's talk about Northern California. It's a market, again, that has seen some activity and some interest in the last year, uh, specifically from hyperscale users. Uh, we've also seen the vacancy in that market slowly tick downward as there's been some cha challenges on the development side just from like a permitting and finding actual land yeah. to build on. So talk a little bit about Northern California, what we're seeing there. Yeah, if you live in Northern California, you know, you know this better than anyone. And that is, it is a very tight real estate market. And that impacts, and, and I don't mean that just on the data center side. I mean that in the office side, the industrial side, the residential, multifamily. I mean, it's just a very uh, compact, uh, you know, tight real estate market. So because of that, uh, it impacts the data center space and developments that take place. And so when companies are looking to, uh, or one of the trends that we've seen over the last probably three to five years from a data center development standpoint has been campus development. So if you're trying to uh, go through the process of planning a site, going through the permitting, the environmentals, the, the site work, all the things you need to do to get a site up and running, you know, 10 to 20 megawatts is just not enough anymore. And so in order to build larger amounts of power delivery, you have to have uh, more space to put that in. And so in a market like California or Northern California, that can be a little bit more challenging. So that's one of the reasons that we've seen um, the development uh, timeline stretch in that market is just harder there than it is in a market where you have more land and it's easier to uh, put a site uh, on a you know piece of piece of property. Um, you know we the hyperscale group out there. I mean that's where they a lot of them are headquartered. So there are certain demands that come from that, and I think that drives a lot of demand. Uh, we saw you know additional hyperscale um, leasing this quarter there as well as some enterprise users. Um, that least capacity as well. So, um, you know, it's one of those other markets that um, ebbs and flows. So if, you know, there's some quarters where Northern California has a small amount of leasing, I don't think that's reflective of, of interest. A lot of times it's just reflective of where the requirements are in their process and how much supply is um, available for that moment or available to be pre-leased down the road. That's one of those things that we keep talking about in, in 
you know, not just major markets, but secondary markets as well. So, uh, you know, those were three. Mike, you start with Northern Virginia. We talked about Phoenix and then Northern California, all three that, uh, you know, continue to show that they are markets where users want to be. Okay, we'll keep an eye on them. All right, moving internationally now. Small steps first here, Toronto, our neighbors to the north. It's a market that has seen a lot of interest. Uh, we've seen a lot of development there, companies who want to be near that large population center. What we've also seen is a very tight, again, land market. Uh, one of yeah. the stats we report on our site is that you know, the, the, the industrial market in Toronto has about a 1% vacancy rate, which is going to have a, 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 some of the correlation to the data center market. So talk about Toronto. Again, it's an exciting market. Uh, again, huge city. I think it's the fourth largest metro area in North yeah. America. So, or maybe fifth, maybe fifth, but it's large. Uh, I think people maybe overlook it, especially in America. So talk about what, what's been going on in, in Toronto. Yeah, you, you said the first thing that I think is always important to remember, especially from us here in the U.S., is how big a, a city Toronto is. How many people are there? How many businesses are located there? How many eyeballs, you know, in our market? The eyeball count is, is uh, important. And so Toronto represents an area that um, is, is unmatched from a Canadian perspective, the biggest city there. Um, you know, that being said, in 2018 and 2019, we saw a lot of growth in Montreal uh, from a Canadian data center perspective. And, you know, for about the last year and a half, that's really been the area where uh, there's been a significant amount of growth focus. I think we've seen that switch a bit. I'm not saying there's not activity happening in Montreal, but I think in a market like Toronto, uh, you know, we are starting to see some larger uh, growth take place there. Cloud service providers, with enterprises that want to be close to that market. So, and then also just from smaller companies that have, you know, business requirements that that want to be with in a certain proximity from either their headquarter location or a regional hub or something like that. So areas all around Toronto from a city perspective, you know, are, um, are opportunities for growth. It's really wherever you can put it because it is such a tight market. There's a lot of similarities to um, some development challenges. Like as you think of, of, of like a New York or a, a Northern California, maybe. Um, so it's a market that I think is now on the radar for a number of larger end users and will be for a long time. And, and uh, you're starting to see some maturity too in the data center operator community. So you put all those together and that's a market that will grow down the road. Okay. Lastly, I want to talk about Frankfurt. So one of the European markets that we're following. Like we said in the past, it's kind of like the Chicago or Dallas of Europe. It's not the largest, London being the largest there, but it's one of the larger players, second, third, depending on when you take your measurement. So talk a little bit about what's been going on in Frankfurt. Uh, who's Who are the larger players there and, and what kind of development we're seeing there? Yeah, I mean, Frankfurt is a market that, uh, while if you look at the European markets compared to the US markets, it would be the second or third largest. Um, the way I'd say it differs than the second or third largest markets here in the US is, you know, it's starting to see a lot of demand from cloud service providers. And so this is, you know, I don't know if we'd ever have like a hot market or one that we would put lights around or whatever, but it's very clear that, you know, Frankfurt is an area that from a, a European perspective, from Germany and a European perspective, uh, companies want to be in. You know, there's obviously some regulatory challenges that make uh, a city like that um, maybe more attractive than other cities and other countries, et cetera. 
Uh, and so that's just a market that's that's set to grow. You've got data center operators that are literally headquartered there that know it well, that know the companies well, uh, that have history with larger companies in that market. And so right now, I think more than ever because of the COVID-19 stuff, um, if you have relationships with the data center operators that have relationships with data center users, they already have contracts with them. They, they have um, MSA agreements already set up. Like the easy path to growth, I think will be uh, a big advantage in the next 12 to 24 months, just because we don't know what the future holds and companies are trying to figure that out every day. So if a company has a challenge and you can provide a solution and an easy path to, to taking care of that problem, uh, that's a big plus today, maybe bigger plus than it's ever been. And so um, in a market like Frankfurt, where you do have data center operators that have been there uh, with multiple sites, you know, it's not just the first site, it's the second site, it's the third site. We're not talking about five megawatts, it's 50 megawatts. You know, that's a big advantage. So there's there's activity happening in London. There's activity happening in Amsterdam. We're starting to see some bigger growth in areas like Paris. Uh, Dublin is continuing to grow. Uh, but but certainly Frankfurt is a market that, you know, a number of financial institutions, cloud service providers, and enterprise users are focused on and will be for a long time. Well, David, great to get your perspective on those markets and just the overall national trends that we're seeing. And again, congrats to you and the research team for all the hard work and, and really pushing through some of the friction this quarter. Uh, yeah. Anything else before we wrap it up? No, I'd just like to say, I mean, just a couple of things. One, you know, we've done some podcasts previously on the COVID-19 challenges. So, um, you know, we would encourage you to listen to those. I think that might be Hawk, Hawk Podcast 25 and 24, maybe in that order. Yep. If not, whatever 24 is, just enjoy. Um, and then, you know, the other thing I would say is, as it relates to COVID-19, I mean, there, there are obviously going to be some challenges with, with that. And as that hits the data center industry, we, we've, we've highlighted some of the operational challenges that, the, in my opinion, the data center operators have really risen up and done a, a great job attacking and trying to figure out ways around it. Um, you know, most of the industry, I believe, in, in most countries, if not all, are, are deemed to be essential services. So I think, I think we've essentially, or essentially, I think we've gotten over that hurdle. Um, but, uh, you know, it's very clear that this is the infrastructure the world is running on right now. It's what is allowing for things like this that we're doing. It's what's allowing for, for business meetings to take place. It's, allow, it's what's allowing families to connect with one another that aren't able to. Um, and so when you put all those things together, you know, we believe that there's going to be some, some pretty big opportunities for the data center space over the next 12 to 24 months that were not there before this challenge came up. So I think, you know, just from my perspective, leading our organization, wherever you are and wherever you're listening from, obviously, we hope you're healthy, you're making good decisions. And, uh, you know, we'll be right in the middle of this, helping keep you updated. So please keep, you know, checking into our, the podcast stuff that we're putting out as well as our site. Uh, we have a new blog that's coming. So, uh, you know, in the next, I think, 60 to 90 days, that will be completely redone. You'll be seeing some some great stuff with that. So, we're busy, we're hard at work, and if we can do anything to be helpful, let us know. Yeah, so if you want to get this information, a print version, datacenterhawk.com slash blog, we'll have a summary of all the things we talked about today. And then again, our insight tool is available at datacenterhawk.com slash insight, where you can see, um, again, all the stuff we talked about and get access to that as well. Again, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time.